listeners, welcome back. We are talking all about contracts, agreements, terms, you name it. What contract you are putting together for your next branding project. Today, Jordan and I dive right into it, comparing notes, talking about some of the biggest mistakes we've made in the past, and giving you guys clear tips on how to start building your next contract or agreement for your next project. Hope you enjoy it. This is part of the branding course. Talk to you soon. All right, guys. Well, we are back talking about branding, but more specifically, our contracts, our agreements, our terms, our conditions, all the fun stuff that really is going to help protect you through this process. You know, what? First thing first, like, what do you what do you call yours? My, uh, I call it like, uh, oh, the contract. Yeah, like even when you're sending it off to the client or even talking about it, do you? I typically call it like a terms of agreement, like something mm -hmm. more friendly. I think the contract can. Scare. Be a pretty yeah aggressive like start. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I typically yeah like a terms of agreement agreement. Um. Or you know it depends on the client like business clients that actually understand like contracts fine. But yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. What about you? I had, I had heard at the beginning that using agreement not only sounds more friendly but um and less intimidating let's say to the other person. But then yeah. it also has the uh, impression that it's about both of you. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not just like someone saying, sign my contract and agree to everything. But the agreement makes it sound like it's really covering both their, them and you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it can yeah. help, you know, if if specifically if you're working with, a, let's say, a, a client that hasn't done this before mm -hmm. and you don't want to give them this, you know, terms and um, and conditions <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, contract <laughs> with obviously at the end it has the area for signature. So just a nicer easier way to put it in if you've never if you've never done it and maybe your client's not used to getting these from designers yeah yeah absolutely so make it friendly <laughs> <laughs> that's a good and, point yeah yeah and then at this point like let's talk about why what what do you what do you think's your big the biggest reasons we have to do this like for, i'm just assuming some of our listeners are probably thinking i've never had to do this so they're listening for that reason yeah. why do you, why do we do it I mean, I was that designer. Like, yeah. I didn't use one for my first number of projects, right? Um, yeah. So I think it is important. Like, why do you need a contract? Um, I would say, for my perspective, you know, the biggest reason is it's going to help you not only get paid, but get paid on time. Uh, it also yes. like, eliminates any room for miscommunication about due dates, time frame. Um, that's a big one. But also, uh, I think professionalism uh i think you know if you it helps be seen as a more professional uh and also process i use my contract to shape the entirety of the project great uh, and define anything so i can visualize what's needed start to build that time frame and really understand you know the scope and the workflow i think it's yeah. a good format to use to really put everything out there and define it for you and your client yeah um and then also a big one is I don't know, and maybe they don't know this term, but scope creep, I assume, you know, yeah. you know to eliminate yeah. that, uh, which any designer is unfamiliar with that term, like you will be introduced or you probably have already had it, but it's basically like refers to uncontrolled changes or uh, 
you know, continue Can you just squeeze in another option since you've, you know, it'll take you a minute, Jordan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you just try that in uh, seven different colors and variations? <laughs> and I so, got, but I got that the other day. Like, yeah. You're dude, totally right. Every, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of stuff I really can cost you, the designer, you know, time, money, margins, like frustration. Um, and it occurs most often uh, when there isn't, you know, the scope isn't properly defined, documented or defended. And uh, yes. the contract is kind of, you know, the combatant of all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say my f- my m- the one I agree with you most on is the whole professionalism and the fact yeah. that it's making you look more um not just professional, but you know, you're not this artist that you're just, someone's being hired, someone's hiring to just kind of come in and, and do artistic things. It's, sure. it's part of a business and, and you are laying out, like you said, that scope and agreement. And it's so, it's so, um, it's just so common. Like, I mean, like, it, like you, it almost surprises me sometimes when people don't do this or they do it and it's so just vague, it doesn't have any substance to it to the point where it's proving itself even of value. So making sure that you are, I hate the covering your ass thing, but it's really, this is really what you're doing. And if you're juggling five or six things at any given time, at least you know you can go into the confidence with these projects and doing them all at the same time, knowing that you have an agreement with that guy or that girl or that company. And I think that sets the tone, like you said, so much better. And you can continue on and feel like you are confident. Nothing's nothing. You're doing your best. Yeah. And, and I think that the- kind of segues into a really good section of like, um, I, and I should preface this, but I, I don't know really any freelance designers that have actually like drafted up a contract from scratch. Yeah. Most of us have done the same build, which is like finding a template and then like adapting bits and pieces to correspond with our personal workflow. Yes. And that's great, but it's important. And I think the number one mistake that I've seen and I've made in the beginning is yeah, know what's in your contract. Uh, yes. Know what everything means because when you do copy and paste all those legal terms, right? Like, well, mm-hmm. one, where are you getting it from? Is the source credible? Like, they could just put anything in there and then that's going into your legal terms and agreements. Like, yeah. know what's in that, you know? <laughs> uh, totally true. <laughs> it's so important. And then when you do know, like you said, confidence, like that's where your confidence is going to come because you understand what your terms mean. Uh, and, and like, I can't tell you how many creatives don't actually understand their contract. Because mm-hmm. they just copied it over, you know. And if you don't understand the terms yourself, like your client won't either, and then you can't really negotiate or explain effectively. Yeah, and I, and going back to how freely and openly we hit accept terms on everything we download or everything we purchase <laughs> nowadays, right? Yeah, like Our updated so, privacy policy. <laughs> exactly. So just now, think about it. This thing is standing for you, and it's uh, out there representing you and your company. So you're God, man. That is a great tip because, like, I think the first few times I did it. I did not know what a lot of the terminology meant and I wanted yeah. to be clear on it because of course my fear was that someone's going to call me out on that one thing that I can't explain <laughs> or or discuss. <laughs> so I took I took it to the lawyer that we use for for primarily anything big yep. and was and it was so nice that I was able to find someone that was able to just walk it through with me mm-hmm. for a very small fee and just get the language to understand how it refers back to me. Like then, then I even felt even more confident because I was like, Oh wow, that makes sense. And then it also, you can explain to your client why some of this stuff is there. Like you don't want to just have the definition of it, but you want to explain the scenario of why that's there. And in most cases too, it protects them just as much as it's protecting you. 
Yeah, and like, and there's been times where there's been situations in in a, in a project that either went south or something happened, right? Mm-hmm. And they they took too long to pay. They spent like sixty days when we agreed on seven to ten or thirty net, whatever it is. Yeah, and, and I just didn't do anything because I didn't like it was in my contract not to do that. And so, but I didn't know, you know. Yeah, like there's been scenarios where like, oh, I should have done this. It's we agreed upon it. I just simply didn't know what was in my contract, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you should. And that's the best part about it. So it's like, you know, we're you're doing it for that reason. And that reason yeah. alone is to protect yourself to make sure you're getting everything and you're eliminating the frustration. So as much as you can do that, I think that's totally one of the biggest, the biggest things I would say is a, a mistake most people don't do is really learn it and yeah. figure it out. Also yeah. too, like present it nicely too. I think sometimes it could look, I took, I take it and design it based on my branding and and the style of the studio. So I don't I don't want it to just look like the typical one. I've seen ones that even take it to a whole other level and they're quite playful in a way, but yeah. yet, you know, it, it again it helps kind of um prioritize like a lot of the times I put in an introductory paragraph uh the just really the the human side of this thing. Like let's just talk one on one. Here's yes. what here's what we're going to do. Time is money. We're going to be putting our time in, you know, you intro, you intro it a little bit more soft and then you can get into a lot of these, these other things that are truly things that you're going to be signing for. I think that's a really good point. Um, mm-hmm. and one that we should probably dive into because I look at a contract, um, it's essentially the first deliverable, right? Like exactly if, and, and the reason why, and we can maybe break down our contracts even further, but the, I, mine is, for example, it's 10 pages yeah. and only two of those are like the fine print agreements. The rest of it is like, you know, personal breakdown, just talking about what's going to happen, scoping everything out, you know, and making it easy to read. I think if I was to just send over (laughs) the fine print and the place where you sign, like that's a really aggressive tone to start this potential relationship. And like, you want, you want to start off on the right note. And you know, this is the first time they're going to see a deliverable from you. What the experience it's setting the tone of like, wow, look how much, work they put into this contract. It's so easy to navigate. It looks great. It feels great. Yeah. That should carry through the whole project. Like that's how you get retainers. You know? Yeah. It shouldn't look it's like some start. cartoon, you know, guy <laughs> rolling out the, you know, 10 foot long contract with just the pen at the, at the bottom, you know, yeah. like sign away. Yeah. So yeah, make it less intimidating. <laughs> Give them a little more on the human side of it, which is obviously like a good point. I think you'll feel a little bit more comfortable handing it out too. I think, yes. I think there was a few times where those first few ones, you're like, Oh my God, this is going to, this is going to blow the whole opportunity. <laughs> right? <laughs> there, there's potential for that. So it, it is important to like deliver it in the right way. And, you know, I, I also don't want it to feel like I'm hiding anything. And so, and I also like to take that fine print that I think it is important. I, I guess to preface all this episode, like neither of us are lawyers. I assume, you know, you've yes, worked with and- probably more than I have, but this is just coming from, you know, two designers that have done It's this. a tough one. We when we've talked about this on the other <laughs> podcast, it's like we always give that disclaimer because yeah. it's true. You 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 have to I you know, you do have to take the responsibility here and make it the best you can and just yeah. listen to what others have can kind of help you out with and stuff, which is yeah. great. I think if you you know, do you want to get into kind of like the 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 nuggets here, the pillars of what what you break down in in yeah. your contract and we'll kind of compare notes? Sure. Yeah. Okay. What's the first uh, thing you talk about? Well, so the way it looks, like I said, my contract is 10 pages. And yeah. that first page is simply a cover page with like yes. my badge, my logo, uh, the client name, and the date. And Beautiful. that is like it. It's very clean. So that's starting it off. Like, okay. Yeah. It's not just immediately to a bunch of text. Um, 
Does it have the project description and maybe the agreed upon price? Yes. So that will be page essentially two would be an index and that's going to sort of lay out every segment of this contract. Um, And then I'll have the next page would be like the summary and overview. And that's going to be like the direct brief breakdown of what's included. Great. Um, And then I do a scope of work, which defines every deliverable uh, that will be included in this project. Great. Um, And and in most cases, and let's say for the branding thing, uh, the best thing someone told me was like, you do it once, take the time, and that's a template forever. You know, hundred percent, right? So give the time it takes to do it right the first time, and you'll have it. You might need to go in there and make a few little, you know, uh, tweaks and stuff based on uh, maybe something a little bit different with that project. But it it, it's so worth it to do it the the first time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's just about also just defining, getting it all out there. So yeah, the scope of work. I'm going to define everything that's included, all the deliverables that we agree upon. So nothing comes up later. Um, and this isn't the fine print yet. This is just explaining everything, yes. right? Yes. Um, and then from there, I will go to the fees and payment and really yep. define the agreed upon. So like, and that changes all the time, but it's just a plug and play. Um, and so for example, like on this last contract, we agreed on five installments of X dollars. Yes. Um, so 20% every here and there. So we're just breaking that down. This Good. is just, you know, we've already talked about it, but this is putting it in some place that's really easy to understand. Um, and then from there, I'm going to put in the fine print and I'll even call it the fine print. Um, and then I'll have the segment and like, and that's pretty standard stuff. Like you're going to have like your usage and licensing and copyright liabilities and great terminations, you know, privacy sharing client responsibilities, uh, personal terms. Just if it's, you know, if there's things like if they're, if I'm taking photos, like there just needs to be some things that are catered to that more. Yes. Um, and then finally, I call the commitment, and that's just you know where we sign a little paragraph of what we're doing. And great, um, so it's breaking everything down, uh, and it, that's it's easy to read. It's structured nicely, and it kind of takes them through the project without just like staying on a page and having to read everything. It's like, you know, it, it's clean. It's easy to. It's a presentation of Good. what's going to happen. Good. Hey, that's a great way to put it, man. Make it more of a presentation. Yeah, and if it, if it means. Being a little more airy, and yeah, it is 10 pages instead of four because you've spread it out and you've made it a little more readable and a little bit more, um, God, appealing in that way. Yeah. Like, you know, you're right. Take them through that process where it's not so, so technical and so, you know, um, yeah, wow. Like, I don't want anyone to look at this and say, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to set the tone. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. We have a, the cover letter and the mm-hmm. cover page, let's call it the title slide. And that usually has the, the, the most upfront things of between their name, our name, the dates, uh, agreed upon project. And then, like you said, it gets into more of an index where it kind of now says, okay, so on page two, we're going to lay out everything from that what, what follows. Mm-hmm. Um, after the index, it goes into, like you said, the scope of service. Um, I think it's really important, guys, to make sure you are itemizing. Like we talked about this prior in your estimate, but that estimate you've already kind of written. So that becomes what you can almost use for the outline of your scope of service because mm-hmm. it will go hand in hand, right? And then chances are you're not going to forget anything because you're using the data and the, the the source that you've already talked about probably with the client and laying that out. And then the timeline, I think that's one of the biggest things too, is Absolutely. making sure that milestones are in there. And I, my milestone thing kind of is one timeline, but there's two things in there. One is 
the project itself, meaning like when milestones will be sent to you and what you need to do to respond, meaning yeah. like you need to get back to it in a timely manner. So give, you know, you giving them those two full days or whatever it is to get back to you with revisions or any comments. And then in parallel with that, in that same timeline is the payments. So if you've agreed on those terms and let's say you're a month in, then all of a sudden you put in that milestone of payment one due payment or, or payment two in that case, after a, uh, initial down payment has been made. Yeah, so man. they, they get to see the timeline almost together. And there's this, like, like we were saying earlier about the putting your estimates together and billing this out, the more spec and the more detail you put in there, the more your value and your price works Yeah, and is yeah, not 100%. like a shock. Yeah. I think that's great. You know, yeah. so and and then and then it gets into the fine print. And I think, you know, this isn't the sexy stuff and this is stuff <laughs> we hate, but like really disc- and this is where you might have had this cut and copy one that you've used. But really look at those. And I think the first one I looked at that was why I made it my own is the time of payment. You know, like yes. all invoices are paid within X days of receipt of the invoice. Yep. And then you want to add what is your monthly late upon anything that is overdue yes. and be a stickler on this man. Like, you know, I think a lot of times we want to be like, um, oh, we'll give someone a break or whatever, but I have it automatic in my, my accounting software that mm-hmm. if it is late and they go to log on that, that late fee is already in there. Yeah. So there's almost no choice. Yep. And Absolutely. that gets, does that get them? Do you find you're, you're getting people to pay more on time? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, getting paid as a freelance is tough, and I think that could be its own episode yes. on its own. But like, but yeah, I I typically like my standard default would be like a net thirty thirty days or whatever. But I nowadays more than ever I do seven to ten. I think um, especially if you're doing like milestone payments where they you know yes. section off if you get a percent up front and throughout. Um, and I think it, it also works for uh, not only payment but just time frame of feedback. Like yes. I ask for 48 hours unless like there's, you know, some sort of outside emergency or they have a reason. But if not, then I have it in my contract that I will will add on days, however long, however many days it goes over the time frame to feedback. Like we're going to add that on to the deadline date. Got you know? it. Yes, correct. I haven't had to enforce that really because typically, you know. You might be least, able to make up for it. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think it's important to have on there because feedback is like. There's been many projects where I send along something and I don't hear back for a week, you know, and like, yep. that's a long time. I could have done a lot more if I, they just, you know, signed off on something or we kept going. Like, that's a lot of wasted time, which is money. And you might have had that blocked out on your calendar. 100%. Yeah. Right. So, again, like, I think it's smart to explain some of these things. Like, sometimes what I'll do is I'll pull four or five things out of that contract and really explain to them over the phone with them. And I've, I've gotten to know which ones are the ones that are very important to with the new client. Yeah. And that, that might be a great one to throw in there and say like, Hey, that's why the speed or the efficiency of you getting back to me within 48 hours is so important. It's because I'm figuring that into my schedule. And yeah. if you don't, well then there there's time I could have been doing other things. Yes. And it's just a, it's just a huge, again, shuffle. Yeah. Cause that, you know? I mean, typically I will do one or two projects at the same time, but I'm getting offers a lot. And so if I'm waiting, I mean, if this is going to get pushed back weeks because the feedback is so long, like that might be a missed project for me. Yes. That could be a whole thing. Like that's. Oh, yeah. So you got to prepare for that. And that's why having, you know, this kind of stuff in the contract, these scenarios that could happen. Yep. uh, You know, hopes are they won't. But if they do, then you're covered. 
Yes. Yes. Do you put any kind of default and payment statement like the client shall assume any responsibilities for all collections or legal fees? Yeah. By default if of payment. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. you want to make sure they are the ones that are handling all that and it clears you from anything, specifically when it's not your fault. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's about covering yourself and the client too. Like it, it, it's, contracts are mutually beneficial. It's good for the of client course. and you, you know. <clears throat> it's important to remember that like uh, it, it, it works well for both parties involved. Yeah, yeah. One of the other things too we've learned too is like the we were talking earlier about the plus and minus when it comes to timing and all that other thing. So a lot of times too, what I've learned is to make sure that your estimates are shown that there is still a plus and minus here, right? Yeah. These fees, I'm doing my best to say what this is possibly going to be, but if it should exceed it by 10% or more, it is my responsibility now to let the client know that that has changed. So yes. again, it's just another trigger for you that nothing should be of a surprise to the client. I think when you, you know, I remember trying to say that to my students one time, it's like no surprises ever yeah. because that's what causes the call in the middle of the night, right? The email yeah. which looks like they're screaming or in are all caps. So like making sure you're eliminating any, anything like that mm -hmm. where it is not crystal clear and they are at a, they're surprised over something. Yeah. 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 Every scenario. Is exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, and that, that leads to another one good about the event of a cancellation. If they or you have the right to decide if this project should be canceled. Yeah. And then like, what do you, how do you specify that? Uh, so termination, I mean, I have my paragraph, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so essentially, and I can read it. I don't know if reading will help, but it's it might be word about, for word. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, it's just upfront payment is non-refundable if project is dissolved during the first half of deadline. And so that's okay. again, why I asked for upfront paying it because that's only happened once, but it's a bummer. Okay. Uh, and then uh, if we dissolve the project for that, like I'll bill for the completed hours up through that date. Yep. Um, payment is due within this one in particular. I changed it to 14 days or otherwise okay. agreed upon. I have the right to put the project on hold and charge interest if payments are past due. Interest Great. charges 15% uh, out of scope prior to commencing any work or additional services that are beyond the scope of this agreement. I will submit an estimate for the work service to you. All parties will discuss it. It's essentially just like reformatting, yes. you know, if they go too <clears> far. And uh, your written permission will be required before proceeding. Great. So that is just <laughs> two two questions. A little nugget of that. Yeah. What if it is canceled before the halfway point? Halfway point? Because you um, said uh, the the it is not the upfront is not refundable if it if you've gone past fifty percent of the project, I believe dissolved during the first half. Oh, during the first half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So perfect. All right. It's during the first half. So it, it, yeah. that and then that, after that, that it's just on billing. Hours. Perfect. So I, that's typically why I charge. 50% or at least try to. Um, and if I don't, then I'm going to have to restructure that. But I have a couple different scenarios ready to go. Yes. Um, but this is for a scenario where I am asking for half up front. Uh, so even if you've worked two days on the project totally. and it gets canceled, yep. you're, you, you're not refunding the upfront. Yeah. Got perfect. it. Okay, yep. perfect. So that, that's a good one because I think that's a, that's pretty, that's a pretty strong stance. And I think, again, too, uh, don't be afraid to do those things. Yes, you know, I think it's smart to put that out there right from the very beginning and be that bold and and I think again, it just shows your commitment, I think more than anything yeah. um, that you are trying to do your best here. Yeah. 
So I love that. Do you have, and this is one thing I, I think I've learned and I've thrown it into this line, is if it does dissolve or it does pause for a long period of time or past a certain amount of time out of the milestone that was agreed upon, there's a reigniting fee. Basically, you want this back on my pallet? <laughs> so another, yes. it, there's a 700, yeah. 750 charge. Absolutely. To, I mean, then there's a little clause yes in there again. like submit, you know, an estimate to get it back on track and then uh, discuss it. And, and then also like that's another little signed agreed upon, you know, term or or a new contract, whatever it is. Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. One thing uh, a lot of students ask about and a lot of young designers and they ask about this and it's great to ask a colleague or, you know, uh, a mentor, anyone you're using, but be careful how you ask this to the client because you don't want this to be the only thing you ask, but they always <laughs> want to know about, can I use the art, you know, uh, on Instagram and can That's I put it here huge. and where you're right. And so, uh, I've had a few students that even, even after interviews with, with jobs that, that I even set them up with, I got word from the people they interviewed with that the most important thing to on their mind was, can I use this in my portfolio? And yeah. that can't be the most important thing for an independent or for anybody who's even looking for the full-time job. You yeah. want to make sure it's in your agreement and it's talked about. But one of the things we say is that, you know, yes, all this stuff is proprietary, uh, can't be released. We mm -hmm. will not show, you know, we will not put it on any kind of social media or our website until it is out in the real world or until yep. you have given us the permission to. Yeah, I think there's, man, well, that, that can take me down a rant road for sure. It's I know, just, I know. Because I think so much nowadays, like designers don't necessarily design for the client anymore. They kind of design for their portfolio. And so like, that's their, that's their drive. <laughs> like, well, I want to be able to show this and like, and yes, and you want real world. That. And you want real exactly. world. They've got nothing but student work and they want that real one. Yeah. Or like they get upset because like, well, it's not the brand I would have chosen for my portfolio. We're like, that's not why you do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's where you can like, you know, do personal stuff and build your portfolio. Like, yes, that, that's a whole separate thing. But I think, yes, the privacy and sharing, like, I think we all have that. And it's important to have that because that is also how I land new clients. And that's, you know, I get it. There's, there's important uh, aspects to that. But Simply like, yeah, I just have like a little clause, like you grant me permission to publish any articles, copy work online or in print for purposes of self-promotion. Um, Perfect. Yeah. I but uh, again, you know, that, that, that should, that's for me, that's a small section of this contract because it's not the most important part of this project. It, that's a great, and then there you go. You've weighed it a lot less, but it's in there and, yes. and it's just as important. But mm -hmm. if you make it a six paragraph entry, then it looks a little weird. Like <laughs> you're, you're a little too worried about showing off this work. Yeah. You know? Or if like, that's what you're bringing up to the client, like in your emails and not in here. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just think like it just, I, most clients I think are going to be okay with it uh, because it's free advertising, right? Yes. Like if you have a good following on Instagram, like sure. Yeah. Share my stuff. But um, also, you know, that's, during when they feel comfortable like i there's always ndas when you get larger clients that like you can't share any of this up until this point and you'll have to propose what you share like yeah th that happens but um yes yes that yeah that shouldn't be a drive good and then rights of ownership obviously i'm sure that's an yeah. issue you've gotten there that yeah. this is not full copyright and ownership will be released to the client once final payment once there is nothing yes. left. And that, that for me is final payment received. So like they yes. can send it in the mail, but I will not be sending that, you know, terms of copyright like over until I get that check. <laughs> Great. And you use that as a, so is that, that is becomes a secondary 
solo form that goes out once yes. it is paid. And that, that's Correct. great. And I think, and you mentioned that in the contract that that will be something they will be receiving. That is a yep. document. Perfect. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. That's great. What about releases? Do you talk a little bit about the designer being released of any attorney fees due to any, you know, written request or anything from the client when it comes to, let's say, if it gets a little dirty? <laughs> yeah, I have some stuff in there. And, and there's so many scenarios of yes. that, right? And also just like, copyright liability um you know I, I think it's important to have a section of that in there too like you know it's the best of you know i guarantee to the best of my integrity like knowledge belief whatever that this will not viol violate any copyrights of any other party and then if that happens there's scenarios of like you know i'm not held responsible you know we both do our due diligence to like you know ensure that's not going to be the case yeah but it's about covering yourself for sure but also important for them because like I'm not going to send them something that looks like something, you know, I mean, I'm going to do yeah. my homework and that's what yeah. it's saying too. It's like, I will definitely do the upfront work, but yeah. And the end of the day, like I'm not going to be held responsible necessarily. Good. And I think we should probably, this is one of those ones we should put a little asterisk on and say, you know, really take the time to craft this statement and this, mm -hmm. the wording here, not only to what, what, is specific to your business and your clients, but understand it and make sure you, if there's a, a, a lawyer friend in the family or someone that you can truly trust about this, <laughs> uh, you know, Hey, and yeah, even man. these, even these, um, these, uh, online legal kind of things where you can almost pay a, a, a very small fee per month to have someone to, you know, double check and, and, and check these things out is a so really I great did way. that. I think that's a great, uh, Same thing here. to do it's it's not that expensive and um yeah i sent over sort of the the template that i created to yes. make sure like where i was pulling from and you know what i was saying was gonna actually hold up it's just a fine print the other stuff i you know i i kind of built off from the fine print but yeah i sent over that stuff to just make sure it was you know sound because that yes. that kind of stuff is crucial and that's a small investment that could really save your ass later down the line yes perfect <laughs> yeah that's that's so true man that's so true you put in a warranty of like originality yes and, yes okay yep. perfect so that's yep. just another great area to drop in there and just say to the best of your knowledge and everything that you have work that is signed and original um not previously published right like yeah. you want to make sure that you're showing that what you do is from scratch yes. i think that's a great way to kind of think about it mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that so again this is one of those other this gets really gritty so get a get put another asterisk on this one <laughs> for sure <laughs> what else do you have like what any other fine print that's um um, so I think we talked about usage and licensing and, and yep. that, you know, licensing could be, I, I assume, you know, a lot of people listening, if they're doing a branding project, like you're going to send everything, it's going to be a full transfer. But, you know, if you're doing like illustration work, like I usually license a lot of that stuff. So there's a clause in for that. Uh, yep. We talked about copyright liability, uh, termination, um, privacy sharing. Uh, yep. And then I have some stuff, just client responsibilities that I have in there. Oh, great. Um, what do you have? So it's basically defining expectations and, and then it's kind of bulleted into like timely access to staff, including project managers, you know, executive decision makers and key users. And that's just like making sure I can reach them when I need to. You Good. Know? Um, you, uh, in that area, yeah. one thing I, I put and I found, I found the best way to craft it. I said, you as the client get to nominate the one person that will be my point person. Yeah. Because, you, <laughs> oh, my God, that is, that is huge. Yes, that is so huge. Because, man, I will at one point and, you know, we've all worked at places and we know sometimes 
not everyone talks, even though they're yeah. all under one roof. So <laughs> Bob over in marketing might call you even after Cindy in design has already given you something and, and <laughs> he has a whole other degree. Yeah. And now you're like, guys, I need a uniform one point person thing. And yeah. the best way to say it is that you like you get to nominate, you get to choose who that person is. Mm. And then that way all everything runs through that person. Now you're you're obviously asking someone to kind of change maybe the way they operate their business. And I in I've never been met with someone that said can't do that. Um, yeah. but it might have to be two people sometimes because of the way maybe a certain workforce is uh, organized or based on their org chart. So you can be open to that, but it's very smart to say that specifically if you're working with, you're working for like some small little startup company and everyone's wearing like every freaking hat. Uh, <laughs> you will hear from every one of those people if you do not write something like this. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So um, make it, turn it into a positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh and then the other stuff we kind of went over like just a, a blurb about feedback giving timely manner um great and then um and then i just i because this has happened so much i just have bits and pieces like about multiple emails documents notes they should all be compiled by the client delivered again accurate uh, accurate uh implementation and then um i, have, I even have a bit about because this has happened where they send me content and it wasn't proofread perfectly and they printed and spent this money. Ah. And so I have a bit that says final content must be provided. I will not provide guaranteed proofreading services for content. Great. And that is, yeah, it, because that this has happened once where they printed a lot of stuff and they, it didn't come up in my, it was like a grammatical thing. It wasn't necessarily a spelling error. So it's like, I, I didn't gotcha. touch it. There's a lot, right? So that's in there for sure. If Good. You, and and I'm assuming, do you make a mention of the fact that, like, I think we talked earlier about having those checkpoints of sign-offs. Um, yes. Is that milestones? And, yeah, and exactly. Yeah, Throw those into your milestones. Too. Great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, let's see. I have, like I said, there's some personal terms that I'll adapt to, whether if it's like a photography project. Um, oh, great. Or even like you know sometimes like if it's a you're working on a website or whatever like you know pricing does not include photography licensing fees or other fees that you might have to use down the road right yes um, uh, so that's in there and then um, and then there's a uh, the force uh, majeure mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the, that's a, uh, you know it's not in breach of contract if I'm unable to complete the services or any portion. Uh, you know, thereby reasons of, you know, fire, act of God, earthquake, you know, there's a whole sentence in there. Um, Great. That has that uh, coverage as well. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, you, you are covering every base really in a way. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the fine print is for. It's for those specific scenarios. Uh, but you don't want that to necessarily be like the only thing this contract is. And so that's why like I take a lot of this stuff and I'll build it out you know, in the earlier pages and when we're breaking down the project and like, I'm defining things that way yeah, uh, in a more personal friendly tone. Like this is my voice and I'm telling you what's going to happen. I don't want there to be any surprises. Uh, and then the fine print is, I do expect them to read it, you know, but it's not insane. Like I said, it's two to three pages and it's got everything in there. Great. But it'll be shaped depending on the kind of job. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to put stuff in there that isn't like I wouldn't put a photography in there if that's not going to be a thing or got I wouldn't it. put illustration based. Yeah, because that just why put more legal work of, 
you know, and the herein and therefore and like they're it's in, it's aggressive words and it's yes. aggressive terminology. And I don't want that to be like the takeaway of like, man, yeah, should, should I second guess this? This is big. Like that other bid, like he just sent me. Here's your logo. Here's the due date. And that was it. And I signed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so again, it's about how you present it and uh, give away that tone of like we're both professionals and, uh, you know, I want this to start off on a positive note. Exactly. I, I have found that ever since having this much more uh, comprehensive contract agreement, that it has act is it has become my number one qualifier when it comes to someone new, because. Yeah. Right. I think you want you want to make sure you're only dealing with great people and people that value and respect what you're going to do for them. Uh, you become more of a, a partner with them rather than a vendor client relation. I think that's the goal that we all want to do. So yeah. when you think about what all the things that will help you qualify yourself to say, like, well, who? OK, client, new client, a what the, what's the price? What's the value? What's the long term of this? But then yeah. also the professionalism of your contract really helps set the tone. I think you nailed it by saying it is the first deliverable. Mm-hmm. And keeping that in mind, for spe- especially for young designers, is so smart because you won't, one, you'll come off more professional, but two, hopefully you just won't get, get taken advantage of. And I think yeah. that's the number one reason we want you guys to kind of learn from this is because you got to take that time. Trust me, having a day to do this saves you months of crap down the road. So it does. And invest it's not part, I mean, you're building, I use this template for every project now and then I'll plug and play, you know, really either if we agree upon certain things or if they have things they need to add, like, but for the most part, like contracts are pretty easy now. The yes. work is like agreeing upon and explaining everything up front, but you're already doing that when you're talking about, you know, sending in your spec, your scopes and, and, and agreeing on payment. And uh, this is just defining everything you guys have talked about, plus a little bit of scenario outcomes that could happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, right. it, I have a template and then I just plug in, you know, the client's names and, you know, if there's anything that's different than usual. But for the, it, it doesn't take long once you, it took a while to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you have that, like you have it. Yeah. You know? And I think it's worth saying, too, there's so many options to where you can create these things. And a lot of these online services and things that maybe uh, you're paying for monthly with your, let's even say, as low end or as elementary as Adobe Acrobat and having all the the every part of that program to make and put together these things that could be digitally signed yep. and easily editable. Right. I mean, I think that's yep. the best part about these things. And then there's the stuff you can even find. Uh, do a little research and find some online estimate, online agreement, uh, things that keep that all organized for you within your own cloud. And it's a great way, like you said, to have build your branding template, build your packaging template, build mm-hmm. any, any template that is something you do. If you do T-shirts design, that's another one, too, is like that whole idea of like if you're doing anything as don't let a client ever try to talk down the importance of a project you're doing for them because you're going to fire back with this agreement and they're going to be like, wow, okay. I can't, <laughs> I got, I got to pay this guy or girl a little bit more now. Like this is serious. Yep. yep. So that's Absolutely. to me the biggest goal. Yeah, man. hundred so, percent. Perfect. Um, I'm curious uh, mm-hmm. what, and I, I assume you're going to have a lot more experience in this department than me, but like mistakes that you see young designers and like students making in the beginning. Right. And yes. I know we've gone over a lot, but if there's anything maybe we didn't touch on or. Biggest one would have to be obviously a cut and copy of an agreement and not really. Cool overseeing yeah. it and looking at it and making it their own. That's obviously yeah. number one. I think number two is the conflicting amounts of I- info that are out there. So find someone that is truly a connection that you can trust. 
mm-hmm. don't just do it blindly. Help, help is there by, yeah, by yeah. you know, by any means. And and we all are now seeing how great connected we all are as an industry. And I think there's plenty of people that want to help. So if you de- if you don't know someone, reach out to someone and figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of you know making it a deliverable and making it look like your branding, and that's a huge bonus for having branding of your yeah. own small little firm or whoever you are is to make it look consistent and cohesive yeah. throughout the I entire put my little logo on the top mm-hmm. left corner, you know, on every page, you know, like, yes. and, and I have my brand colors throughout and then exactly the involved in like, yeah, man, that's a really yeah. big thing. Yeah. And I think also upfront too, is now that you'll have it, or even if you are in the, the, you're making one at this moment for your next big job or anything you're doing. Um, I love the fact that it's like when I hear them say and an opportunity comes their way and a lot of people want to take advantage of it, man, because they think it's going to be dirt cheap and they're students and, you know, <laughs> and you're going to have it tomorrow. But the one of the best confidence boosters you're going to have is when you say, oh, thank you so much for contacting me. This is great. I'll send you my agreement right away. And yep. you have it in your arsenal. And that is like the best feeling. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. Once you get the contract signed, like. Oh, it's real. I, I'm so excited. This is officially happening. Uh, exactly. And you sound just so much better that they can't go, oh, well, you know, I, I was ready to send you this stuff right now. And can you, can I see something tomorrow? It's like, no, nothing. <laughs> you know, I, years ago at a place I worked, we had a sister agency that was more in advertising and we were more in product development. And yeah. I'll never forget when we went there, we did all of our creative on spec because we made money if, if we produced that toy or that product. We made a shitload of money on the on the profit of manufacturing. So oh, sure. our, our yeah, creative yeah, yeah. was done basically uh, almost on spec, uh, yep. by you know pitch only, no guarantee of winning. And then our little ad agency, I remember going over there and I was like, and the art director said something really interesting. He goes, "Oh, nothing leaves this building without an agreement and money in the bank." <laughs> and he's like, "Creative is creative, and it does not leave." And I was like. Damn, like yeah. Don Draper. <laughs> I, I needed to hear that. So yeah, dude. it has a, has a lot to do with, you know, what you were familiar with in the past, but get familiar with this and feel like you have something that's standing up for you and really, um, you know, protecting you against anything down the road for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think all that's great. I think, um, you know, I think you nailed pretty much everything I had. I had a couple notes of just the same kind of stuff, like mistakes I've made, really, because yeah. that's where I'm going off of. I think a big one is also only mentioning uh, deliverables and not incorporating like the steps, revisions, reporting, feedback, all that stuff. Like it's really defining all that. Um, right. And then not having a payment structure. I did not do that for a while. Yep. Uh, and then also giving the client too much time to pay I yeah. think, can be a disservice. Yep. And, um, the big one, and this maybe isn't necessarily about contracts, but it's something to think about, I think, in the beginning, especially when you start getting paid, is uh, don't dismiss taxes and fees exactly. and for your personal stuff. Like, God damn, like I really, <laughs> my first year I made that mistake. And so like to all you freelancers and people interested in that career, like learn your true expenses yes. uh, and realize that like you are subject to pay your own social security and Medicare taxes. And so every penny of income, like you need to put money aside uh, and be prepared in advance. Yeah. Cause uh, you know, come tax filing time. It can I, I find on one ass. of the best things to do in a beginning ter- thing is let's say um, I'm not the biggest fan of having like, a typical credit card, but if you yeah. have, because of what debt and, and where that can lead, but if you have one designated card that is made for everything that you will use for your business, 
via. That's a really, really good idea. Right. And it's almost like your automatic um, uh, operation, your automatic accountant who's handling all of those finances. So at the end of the year, everything from that card is geared towards spent money on your business. I think that's a great tip. You know what I mean? I don't even do. I I do the hard (laughs) way. Like I manage it all in the back end. But yeah, that's a really good idea. You know, and I think it's it really works out great because like, and that's the one that's on record with anything that's even like a a monthly fee that you pay online for website, for email, for everything, your your internet service, all that your phone, everything you have, and then uh, plus with online accounting software and everything else that's there for expenses and anything else that's used. My handover to my, you know, my accountant is quite a easy thing because of everything under one or two cards and that's yes. it. So great point nice. there as well, I think, to, really to make point, sure yeah. that you're <laughs> thinking of that. And it's true because, yeah, you might, as a student, you might be sitting there going, oh, damn, I'm making 700 bucks for these t-shirts. Well, this is great. Oh, Don't God, go out and yeah. blow it. Yeah, man. <laughs> 25% put away immediately. Yes. Could that is, show it on took that. me the first year of like, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> to really yeah. make sure like I don't do that again. Exactly. So, yeah, man. that was definitely a big one for, I think, good. a lot of the uh, people starting out. Awesome. Well, I think we've covered a good amount here in 44 minutes. Yeah. Might be a new record for us. <laughs> <laughs> Got into the fine print, man. Great. There's a lot well, to it. I, all right, man. Well, this has been good. This is a good one. Yeah, I feel good about it. Cool. All right. We'll be back with the next one soon, guys. Thanks so much. See ya. That does it for our branding episode on contracts and agreements. Stay tuned for the next one. Have a great day.